0: Hey guys, welcome back to Kitchen Table MTG, I'm your host, Liam, the Emissary of Tress Neeson, and today we're going to be talking about my top pick for Commander in every guild color. So, uh, we're also going to throw a number two in there, but, you know, it'll be my top pick. This is probably not going to be your top pick. You know, I mean, every meta's different. In my meta, Voltron doesn't do a whole lot. When there's always a Grave Pact, and, uh, Taysa out, and, you know, I mean, tons of board wipes... Um <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's just not a very good strategy in my meta. And your meta it might be great, but uh for us it doesn't work. Um and then I'm not going to be throwing in, I mean like some people might think for uh Selesnia Gaddock teague is the top, you know, top general. Um, not very good in my meta. And then we got cards like thrasios I know thrasios is a pretty uh solid combo commander. You can throw all your lands onto the battlefield. And then scry down to the cards you need, but Thrasios needs infinite mana to do that, and uh, you know what card isn't great with infinite mana? I mean, you could throw that in any EDH deck and do something, and I just think there's a lot easier ways to win the game with infinite mana. <coughs> um, Niv Mizzet and Curiosity. You can uh, ping out one of your opponents and then play a Lab Man and win the game. Not very fun, not going to be in the list. So, um, yeah we'll jump into this this is my top pick so take it as you want and uh, I'm gonna read each of the generals here so then you know people who are at work or not around a card or haven't heard of the card can understand what's going on so uh, be warned there you're gonna hear a lot of text today so we'll jump into it here let's start off with Simic blue-green and I'll give you my number two pick here So first up we've got Edric, Spymaster of Trest. this is a classic, and he reads, 1 of any color, 1 green, 1 blue for legendary creature Elf Rogue 2-2, and whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may draw a card. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is giving you a ton of card draw, maybe throw some unblockable creatures in there, you're drawing down to what you need, and it's keeping your opponents attacking each other. I mean, they're gaining something when they attack each other. For each creature that deals combat damage to uh, one of your opponents, they get to draw a card. So, I mean, that's just, you know, this guy's a classic. It, uh, (coughs) he'll always be in the top for Simic, so. Let's get into the number one here. We've got Mo'mir Vig Simic Visionary, three of any color, one green, one blue. He's a 2-2 elf wizard, and whenever you play a green creature spell, you may search your library for a creature card, reveal it. If you do, shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. So, you get to Worldly Tutor every time you play a green creature spell, but then if you play a blue creature spell, it says whenever you play a blue creature, reveal the top card of your library if it is a creature card put that card into your hand so building around momar you're gonna want uh you know you're gonna want a lot of low costing blue and green creatures you're gonna want some uh you know blue and green creatures like coiling oracle super cheap spell you know you're gonna draw the card do the land the whole coiling oracle thing and then you're going to tutor a card to your hand, so I mean, this is just value. You put a tutor on a general, and it's going to be, I mean, it's it's a pretty strong deck. So that does it for Simic. Let's jump into Orzov. Here we got white black. Got a newer card. So I haven't seen a lot of play for this. I did a uh, did a brawl deck tech. <clears throat> if you want to go back and listen to that, but uh, Alenda. The Dusk Rose, two of any color, white, black for Vampire Knight 1-1. She has Life Link, and whenever another creature dies, put a 1-1 counter on Alenda the Dusk Rose. When Alenda dies, create X 1-1 white Vampire creature tokens with Life Link, where X is Alenda's power. <clears throat> so we're gonna want to kill. Everyone else's creatures, you're gonna to wanna to run the grave packs and dictate a Ereboses, maybe make her indestructible, do some board wipes, keep attacking in, and then do one final board wipe, kill everything, including Alenda, and you're gonna be left with a whole bunch of vampire creature tokens with lifelink. I mean this card's this card's nuts. Great great token creator. I mean it's probably probably in a lot of uh, A lot of, uh, what is Markov decks now? I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, this card's nuts. Um, but I haven't seen it play a lot, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might, might, uh, might be better than I'm, or worse than I'm thinking it is, but let's get into our number one. This, I know, is a champion, probably my favorite general of all time, (coughs) Tasa Orzov Sion. So, One of any color, white, black, for a human advisor, 2-3. We sacrifice three white creatures and remove target creature from the game. Whenever another black creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, put a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying into play. So with Darkest Hour, it turns all your creatures black so whenever you sack a creature you get a 1-1 white spirit that's also black so once you can sacrifice three white spirits to remove a card from the game you get your three black white tokens again it goes infinite super easy you know two card combo once you have the three creatures to do it um, but even if you're not comboing off with Tasa, she's just so strong to remove creatures from the game i mean for such a cheap Ability like such a cheap resource, um, you know. And you're getting, like I said, you run a lot of black white creatures. Um, it goes infinite with uh, Selfless Spirit, Cathars Crusade, and any south sack outlet, you know, whether it's Carrion Feeder, Viscera Seer. Um, you're just putting a ton of tokens, and then you're going to be removing a ton of stuff. I mean, it's just this Tasa is nuts, but uh, one of my favorite all time generals. Um just such a strong card. Okay, so let's get into some is it here? We got red blue. First up we've got or for our number two slot we've got mizix of the Is Magnus. I probably butchered the hell out of that, but uh, this is my wife's general, so you no, know, I don't really <laughs> really care about it a whole lot. But it does some work, man. Two of any color, one blue, one red for a two-two goblin wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost greater than the number of experience counters you have, you get an experience counter. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each experience counter you have. <clears throat> I mean, this thing—you get those experience counters. That experience uh, year they did—I think it was 2015 or 16. Commander. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of them are. Pretty nuts, you got Daxos and then another one we'll talk about later, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to be dropping some big bombs for really cheap, dropping a whole bunch of them a turn. You got to kind of build around it, you know, put your brainstorms, ponders, preordains for your, you know, first one drops and then uh, just keep moving up from there and it's just, it goes nuts. <clears throat> Next up for our number one spot, we got a really new card, Joyra Weatherlight Captain. So I'm sure a lot of people won't agree with me on this one, but uh, she is two of any color, one blue, one red, for a 3-3 human artificer. Whenever you cast a historic spell, draw a card. So artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. I did a, EDH, a brawl into an EDH deck tech on this if you want to look back and find that. But yeah, I mean, you throw a paradox engine in there. And then she's just drawing a whole bunch of cards for every spell, you know, built right for every spell she casts. Untapping everything with Paradox Engine and just dumping your board right onto the battlefield. I mean, there's just... Drawing cards is probably the funnest thing you can do in Magic. And this is such an easy way to draw cards. And you can make this thing broken as hell. Um... So yeah, I mean, that's why she's getting the number one, it's just the card draw is so easy. Built right, I mean, it has to be an artifact deck, throw some legendary stuff in there, and you're just drawing cards off of every card that you play. That's nuts. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean, definitely pick this thing up. It's only 355 right now. I think she's, you know, she's definitely going to go up later on, uh, a couple years down the road. Unless, I don't think they'd do a reprint on her, because that was kind of a dominant area, You know, she's the weather-like captain, so... Um, maybe in a commander set, but yeah, 355. If you don't have one, pick one up, you might want to build that deck one day. <coughs> okay, so let's get into... Golgari, green-black. My number two spot, Slimefoot the Stowaway. So, yeah, I mean, this is a combo general, but let's read him here. He's one of any color, black-green, for a 2-3 fungus. And whenever a sapperling you control dies, Slimefoot the Stowaway deals one damage to each opponent, and you gain one life. So we got that aristocratic-type ability happening, and then you can pay four of any color, create a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. So yeah, I mean we I did the video on this, this goes infinite super easy, and the reason this is in there and those other combo cards weren't, is this this has two parts of the combo right on the one card. So I mean you search up parallel lives or doubling season or uh, primal vigor I think. And any sack out well not any sack out, outlet, but uh Ashnod's altar and this is it just wins instantly. Boom, right there. But you could do a Sapperling Tribal deck. I mean, that's pretty good value, even if you couldn't go infinite. You know, I mean, you had a doubling season out there. You can, uh, you can make two two tokens, and then you're paying two for two. It's or four for two, two a piece. It's not bad. And just having the one damage and gaining the life. I mean, that's that's just value on there. So I'm really liking Slimefoot. I mean, that's probably just me. Because I was, you know, I saw this card and I thought it was the best general out of Dominaria. So, but yeah, that's my opinion. Have, what else do you got? You got Sarva and uh, you know the guilt Leaf dude, and I mean a lot of them are good. Golgari is a strong color, but I'm really liking Slimefoot. And at our number one spot, uh, I have one of these decks. This is two of any color, black green. For a 3-3 human shaman, it's Marin of Clan Nel Toth. Whenever another creature you control dies, you get an experience counter. So those experience counters, man, they're just... They're harder to deal with, and they, they add up so quick. But at the beginning of your end step, choose target creature card in your graveyard. If that card's converted mana cost is less than or equal to the number of experience counters you have... Return it to the battlefield, otherwise put it into your hand. So you're getting a free reanimation trigger. You know, you're bringing Shieldred back for free. You're bringing um, Sakura Tribelder back for free. You sack Carrion Feeder to himself and bring him back that turn. The Seracir. I mean, this this card is nuts. I mean, we got Multirhythm, we've got Carador, and we've got all these other reanimator generals but you don't have to pay for it that's what makes it so strong I mean Moltrotha definitely probably up there with Marin because you can cast so much out of your graveyard but you still have to cast it so yeah I mean I love Marin and I think everybody loves Marin so um <clears throat> yeah she's definitely number one in Golgari that's not just my opinion that's, that's just total fact there okay So let's get into Azorius, we got white blue, my number two, this is a, you know, kinda underrated card, at least I never really hear about it, but we've got Tagum, Ojitai, Master. So he is two of any color, one white, one blue, for a 3-4 Human Monk. So instants, sorceries, and dragon spells you control can't be countered by spells or abilities. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, if Tagam attacked this turn, that spell gains rebound. And rebound, you exile the spell as it resolves at the beginning of your next upkeep. You may cast that card from exile without paying its mana cost. So yeah, I mean, spell slinger deck, we're casting all these spells. They can't be countered, we don't have to worry about that. And then they come back again on our upkeep. I mean, that's just, you know, even for little spells like ponder, that's just, that's that's so good. Yeah, I really like this. I mean, obviously we don't care about the dragons, um, and we got to make him unblockable. But these are all, you know, things we can do. It's just, I think this guy is super underrated. He's a dollar fifty nine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's out of color, you're not in red-blue, you're in white-blue, but imagine Path to Exile, you know, Swords to Plowshare, boom, it's just hitting, you know, double targets every turn, every time you cast it, it's, yeah, I just really like Tegan. Um Yeah, it's weird, I don't see a lot of people playing with him, it must be that dragon text he's got on there. But uh, for number 1, we've got the obvious Brago King Eternal. Two of any color, one white, one blue for 2-4 spirit with flying. And when Brago King Eternal deals combat damage to a player, has to deal the combat damage, we're going to make him unblockable, it doesn't matter. Exile any number of target non-land permanents you control, then return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control. So we're getting all those ETBs again. We're getting all of our artifacts coming back untapped. We got a whole extra turn. I mean, yeah, it's just this guy's nuts. He's been nuts forever. So um, very strong general, and he's only a dollar eighteen. If you want to build a build a deck around him, um, but let's get into Slesnia, green white. At number two, we have Reese the Redeemed. So he is either 1 green or white for a 1-1 one, one elf warrior and he has the ability to pay 2 of any color, green or white, tap, put a 1-1 one, one green and white elf warrior creature token on token into play, or 4 green or white, green or white, tap for each creature token you control, put a token into play that's a copy of that creature. Yeah, i mean i know six is a lot but this thing gets crazy especially like i when i run him it's elf tribal so you've got you know all your um priest of titanias and everything that's making a whole bunch of mana off the elves but uh you know then you can then you can have a wirewood lodge untapped target elf it's a land and then uh are Garthian Elder, so you're untapping two lands, I mean, it's just there's so many ways to make him just go crazy and, you know, once you have two on there, and you're paying six to make two more, that's not, you know that's not very good, but when you have eight, and then you're making an, an additional eight and then you untap him and then you're uh, making sixteen, it's just yeah, it gets out of control super quick Super quick, so and my number one. This is another one, uh, yeah. I don't think everybody's gonna agree with, but Captain Sisse two of any color, one green, one white for a 2 2 legend. Tap, search your library for a legend or a legendary card, reveal that card and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Not a whole hell of a lot to say about him other than he tutors. Every turn, you know, every turn you can just grab something out of your library. You know, I mean, that's so strong. And then you untap him. I mean, there's so many ways to untap creatures. So you just, you know, tutor out your whole combo. Boom, right there. Um, and, you know, he's got a price tag to show it. He's $30, so... Uh, if you want to build a deck around him... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in a... If you're in a super competitive meta, it's probably worth paying the $30, but uh, if you're just kitchen table having fun, maybe not, but print them up. Print them up, you'll have fun. Build a deck around them, print it, and then if you like it, then you can spend the 30 bucks. <clears throat> but let's get in some demir here, so we got blue-black. Uh, moved my thing here. So first up, we've got Gisa and Jaroff. So this is the number two, two of any color, blue-black, for a 4-4 legendary creature human wizard. When Gisa and Jaroff enter the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. During each of your turns, you may cast a zombie creature card from your graveyard. So yeah, I mean, you got to be in zombie tribal for this. It's kind of restrictive, but... I- there you go you you know you don't have to worry i mean you don't have to dump everything in here and go with the dredge strategy for this to be good you can just play all your creatures like you normally would and then if they go to the graveyard you're not that worried about it i mean it's just and there's 410 zombies to choose from so you know you can make a a hell of a lot of different zombie tribal decks and every one of them kind of different so Let's get into number one. We got some more Zombie Tribal. This one doesn't have to be as thick into it, but the Scarab God, three of any color, blue, black for a five-five God. At the beginning of each, or at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses X life, and you scry X, where X is the number of zombies you control. I mean, that's you're in Zombie Tribal, or you got Zombie tokens. That is a hell of a nice ability there but it also has pay two of any color one blue one black exile target creature card from a graveyard not just your graveyard create a token that's a copy of it except it's a 4-4 black zombie so we're getting all these uh... ETB's getting all these activated abilities and when the scarab god dies return it to its owners hand at the beginning of the next end step so we don't even have to pay commander tax on him I mean, this guy is another one. It's just proven. It's a $22 card. Uh, very popular right now. Very popular. But uh, definitely a fun deck to play. Uh, what we got next? We got Gruul. So, green-red. At number two, we've got Omnath, Locust of Rage. Three of any color. Red-red, green-green for a 5-5 legendary creature element. It has landfall, so whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a 5-5 red and green element creature token onto the battlefield. So that alone, that's pretty strong. I mean, you're getting pretty big, fairly nice-sized creatures every time you drop a land. You're, you know, you're going to want to play all your Cultivates and Kadama Reach and Exploration, Burgeoning, azusas all this stuff and you're dumping tons of lands onto the battlefield, you gotta have that card draw engine. But whenever Omnath, Locus of Rage, or another element you control dies, Omnath deals three damage to target creature or player. So you've got that super strong aristocratic uh, ability in off colors. I mean, it's yeah, this guy's nuts. So, super expensive to get out there, but uh, fun deck to play, only $1.50. But uh, let's get into our number 1 here, we've got Mina and Den Wildborn. Now I know a lot of people aren't going to think this is the top for Gruul, but I got some problem, We'll, we'll read it first. So this is two of any color, one red, one green. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. So right there, great card. What do you do when you play? an additional land each turn you're probably throwing out some big creatures in this color right so how are we going to send them through red green return a land you control to its owner's hand target creature gains trample until end of turn so this guy's 50 cents he's a 50 cent card you know you don't see he's only in like 500 decks where is it 514 decks on eda trick when omnath is at like 2000 something this is Oracle of Moldiah. You know, you got Azusa, you've got Exploration, you got burgeoning. Um, even Corsair Crewfix doesn't let you play an additional land, but she was five dollars before she was reprinted. Um, you know, all those creatures are super expensive. This guy can be your general, and he gives creatures Trample to play an additional land each turn. I mean, that's you spend twenty dollars for an Oracle of Muldaya, twenty dollars for an Exploration. Uh, this is I, I know Oracle lets you play with the top card of your library revealed and you can play that land, but he gives one of your big creatures trample and that's what you're gonna do in this deck. You're just dumping lands, and uh, then you're gonna want to play some big old creatures and send them through. Uh, this guy's super underrated. Really like Mina and Den. I guess these guys, but uh, yeah, definitely pick one of these up. I mean, you could build a cheap, fun big beater deck and he only cost 50 cents so um and then you don't have to search for your azuzas and your well Azusa could be your general but your oracle homo and explorations and burgeonings i mean it's right there right in the command zone running a lot of ramp get him out turn two or three i mean it's yeah yeah he's great general always be one of my favorites but let's get into some Rakdos here so first up number two spot we've got Rakdos Lord of Riots black black red red for a legendary creature demon 6-6 oh sorry you can't cast Rakdos Lord of Riots unless an opponent lost life this turn so he has flying and trample he's a 6-6 like we said and creature spells you cast cost one less to cast for each one life your opponents have lost this turn. So, I mean, we've got sort of like a a little bit different Animar here in two colors. You know, you're going to ping your opponents. Maybe you get through with some creature damage or some burn or however you're going to do it. And then you're dropping your Ulamogs and you're dropping your uh, um, Blightsteel Colossuses for free. I mean, you just you're getting so much value out of this. This guy's... Pretty good for Rakdos here, he's about 250 so I mean if you want to build that deck that would be super fun to play. But at our number one spot we've got Karavek the Merciless. So 5 of any color, black red, super expensive to play but when you do it's well worth it. He's a 5-3, human shaman and whenever an opponent casts a spell, Caravac the Merciless deals damage to target creature or player equal to that spell's converted mana cost. We're playing multiplayer here. You got at least 3 other people casting spells on every one of their turns, on your turn, on other people's turns, and then you get to choose where that damage goes. I mean, this guy's is super expensive to get out there, but you know once you ramp up a lot of artifacts get him out there all you have to do is protect him and your opponents are slowly uh slowly pinging themselves to death is that's a fun way to play you know it's kinda kinda got this well I'm not doing anything he played the spell it's not my fault uh but yeah he's super fun to play he's 368 so TCG player mid pick that up if you wanna play a Rakdos deck probably the best general in Rakdos um Okay, so we're getting into our last guild here. This is the guild everyone could wait for. We got Boros, red-white. First up, we've got Gisa or Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight. Four of any color, one red, white-white for a legendary creature, creature Angel 5-5. It has flying and first strike, and if a source would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls... That seal source do deals double that damage to that player or permanent instead. If a source would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent half that damage rounded up. So, yeah, I mean, it's Boros. You got, uh, this is going to make you stay in the game a little longer, you know? You got that damage prevention, and you're helping get your opponents out quicker. Yeah, this is a fairly nice commander. If you threw green in there, this thing would be awesome. But, uh, 445. The thing I have a problem with Boros, you know, I mean, a lot of people say it's challenging and, you know, fun, fun for the challenge. But my problem with Boros is EDH decks aren't cheap. So you're going to play, you know, buy all these expensive cards that are going to help you ramp out for Boros. I mean, you need cage suns and you know all these super expensive cards land tax is getting a a reprint and that's a one drop enchantment that just gets you lands just gets you lands you don't get to ramp with it um you know it'd be nice in four or five colors so you can uh make sure you got got your mana fixed but i mean it's just super expensive to get card draw ramp for boros and then you're playing playing a guild color that doesn't have that much to it other than attack and block and burn. Like there's not ah, it's just it's not that fun. I don't know that's my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with that but let's get to our number one the last one on the list Bruised Tarl Borish Herder. So Bruise Tarl Borish Herder is two of any color and one, one red one white for Legendary Creature, Human Ally, 3-3. Three, three. And whenever Bruce Tarl, Boris Herder, enters the battlefield or attacks, target creature you control gains double strike and lifelink until end of turn. So it's just one creature, you know, target creature you control gains the double strike and lifelink. But the reason this guy is my number one pick is he has this additional text down here, partner. So we can throw them into some other colors and we can get out of Boros. So that's the number one pick there for, for Boros. We're getting out of Boros. But uh yeah, that was the that was the list for today. I don't got anything else written down here. Uh pretty soon we're gonna be going in once the spoilers are done, we'll start getting into Battle Bond. I'm thinking of doing a double deck tech for um two-headed giant play, and uh then we'll get into the Battle Bond previews and throw, you know, throw these cards wherever they need to go. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at UTB on Twitter. You can email me at underthebridgegameco.com the uh, or at gmail.com. You can go to my website at underthebridgegameco.com. You can find me on Lipson or Tapped Out or um, any podcast, YouTube, any of that stuff at Kitchen Table MTG. So I will be back here in a couple days with another episode. Um, you know, I did a couple of these commanders that we talked about, so go back and take a listen to those. And I will talk to you guys later. Have a good day. Bye. Music by BenSound.com.